This is episode number 31 with head baseball coach at the University of Cincinnati, Scott Guggins. If you guys haven't already, please head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a five-star review. It helps the overall rating of the show, and I would greatly appreciate it. In this episode with Coach Googs, we go over his transition from being the head coach at Xavier for 12 years to what it's been like in his first season so far with the Bearcats. We also go over the change in mindset that has to happen for before a program can see any type of improvement in the wins column, and also tips for getting recruited. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I actually played for Coach Googs uh, at Xavier, graduated in 2015, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy listening to him. So without further ado, Scott Googins. <laughs> What's up, everyone? I'm Patrick Jones. You're listening to The Road to the Show. Today we have on head coach, University of Cincinnati, Scott Guggins. Coach, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, Pat. So you just made the transition after 12 years of being the head coach at Xavier. Now you're over at UC. How's that transition been so far? It's been pretty smooth. Uh, you know, it, it, as I tell the guys, it's like I'm drinking uh, out of a fire hose. It's a lot going on, uh, trying to get to know the guys, get to know the, the, the university, the campus, trying to get the guys ready for, for our conference. Um, but it, it's been a it's been a smooth transition. Uh, Andy Nagel's been been our baseball ops guy. He's really helped me out quite a bit with with getting around campus, getting to know the guys. You know, I brought uh, JD Heilman with me. He's he's been here, so he knows uh, UC. Uh, Kyle Sprague, who was with me at Xavier, came with me. So, you know, he's our he's our hitting coach. Hitting uh, works with our infielders, so I know him well. Uh, so it's been a been a smooth transition. The players have have been have been great too. Uh, there's been a lot of buy in. Uh, from them so it's helped out Uh, we're still not where we need to be but uh, you know again it when you have guys buying in and working hard doing what you want uh, trying to get the end result it's it's been been pretty smooth you last year last let's see four years you were ever you were over at Xavier you won the the Big East championship three times Um, now you're coming over here over at UC and basically starting I wouldn't say starting over but it's a different sort of uh, you know you're you're starting from scratch in a sense for the program what are what are you implementing over here versus what was different over at Xavier already well I think you you, you touched on a little bit it, it is starting over for me it feels like I didn't want to say that but no, yeah no, I mean just yeah. for me personally uh, it's it's a new challenge and that's kind of you know one of the reasons why you know I made the decision to, to leave obviously I love Xavier it's a it's a special place and, and have a lot of a lot of great memories and, and friendships and bonds there but it's an opportunity for me to grow uh, this is a, a totally different uh, university different program you know facility wise uh, there's a lot of different things uh, that with our conference. Our conference is totally different. So, you know, it, it is like starting over for me. And we're, we're starting from, from square one just in terms of, you know, how we go about our business, uh, you know, having the guys learn, you know, what my expectations are, whether it's getting a class, you know, getting a degree to, you know, how we take the field, how we, how we go about practice. So, um, you know, as, as a coach and as a person, you want to try to keep evolving. Uh, and even since, you know, when you when I last coached, 
you, I've, I've grown quite a bit as a person, as a coach. And this just gives me another opportunity to, to get out of my comfort zone. I talk about all the time to our, to our guys and, and even you when, when you played is that, hey, you got to get out of your comfort zone. And, and uh, you know, again, not that I was complacent, but I was in, I was in a very uh, comfortable place at, at Xavier with, with Billy O'Connor and, and, and Coach Adi. And uh, so now I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm growing. I'm learning, uh, learning and, and trying to improve every day. Uh, to, to try to help these guys reach their full potential, whatever that may be in the classroom, could be you know on the field, but we're trying to, to help them grow as men as baseball players. You had a well-oiled machine over at Xavier. What are you trying to implement from like a, a mental standpoint over here, like a motivational? You talked about expectations for the players over here at UC. Um, what are you trying to implement for all the players this year? You know, taking ownership. You know, uh, you know. I think the biggest thing for me is, is taking ownership, and we we've used uh, the acronym "We Are UC." Uh, and, and the biggest part is they've got to take. You know, they shouldn't have to have a coach tell them, "Hey, let's go practice. Let's go get extra swings. Let's get our dry work. Let's let's look at video." We need to. You know, our, our guys work hard. They're they're. It's a hard working group. Um, but you want to make sure that they are doing it. It's not coming from me. Like, hey, I got to be out there because coach wants me to be out there. I think that's going to be the biggest transition when you see guys. And that's what I saw the last couple of years at Xavier. Um, and I'd say last really six, seven years at the guys, you know, they were out there. They worked hard when we were there, but they also worked hard when we weren't. And that's when you kind of get that flywheel where you don't know what, what push it was everybody's working hard uh, because the staple of programs work hard every every school across the country works hard it's what what are you doing extra you know what what are you you know spending your time your energy on are you, are you going back and playing video games hey i already put my two hours in or are you doing something to better yourself and that to me is you can't put a price tag on that you can't quantify that that's where things really take take off and then you know if you're if you're the senior and I'm watching Pat Jones work and I'm you know the, all those things are handed down so we're, we're really trying to establish um, you know again get that identity because I don't think culture you know culture changes it doesn't happen overnight you, you we're trying to change our identity right now to get to the culture where you know again we're, we're blue collar working hard and guys are doing stuff on their own. Funny you said talking about you know work ethic. I was I interviewed Coach Jennings on here and he's the head strength and conditioning coach for basketball and he said hands down without a doubt since I've been here, which I think he's been at Xavier for nine or ten years, the baseball team has been without a doubt the hardest working team sport there for the nine years. Yeah, again, I that, that means a lot uh, again because uh, but it's the guys that do it, you know, uh, and that's part of that where you you know you can you can you know lead a horse to water you can't make them drink but you know as, as a coach and a coaching staff we try to make them thirsty where they want to be in there where they want to excel not only baseball wise but you know a- academically because as I say it all the time to to our guys you get better the team gets better you grow as a person you're gonna be a better ball player you know it's it's everything affects everything and we want to try to make sure that our guys are you know representing the university well but themselves too where you know they look back like i wish i would have done this a little bit more done that because i've never heard a guy say i regret working too hard <laughs> yeah. i've never heard that yeah. you know so um looking around the facilities you just took me on a tour here incredible facilities here um recruiting wise is your philosophy going to still be the same or is it going to be different now that you're over here with all these incredible facilities? Are you going to go after different players or what's your recruiting philosophy? You know, I, it hasn't changed. Uh, the biggest thing is we want to, we want to get hit Cincinnati hard. We want to keep the local talent 
Cincinnati's got a great high school baseball. Um, it's been tough to, to keep them here. You know, I get it. As, as a high school kid, maybe you want to go south or go west and warm weather. You know, we play in a warm weather conference. We've got great facilities. We play at a high level. We're trying to keep the best players here in, in Cincinnati. So it really hasn't changed. Um, you know, obviously we're looking for a kid that's going to, you know, academically be successful. And you know, I want to coach baseball. I don't want to be following around campus, making sure they get to class. So like you know, me, you had to follow yeah, me no, around. No, <laughs> you were good, you were good, Jonesy. But you know that that's you know we're we're, we're looking at guys that are serious because those guys, if they're serious about their academics, they're going to be serious about their baseball. And you don't want to be a babysitter. Uh, you know, you you coach now too. You want to you want to instruct. You want to see those guys grow. You don't want to be you know disciplining them. You don't want. And again, I, I get it. They're eighteen to twenty too they're gonna make mistakes but you want guys that are, are like-minded yeah that, I mean I'm funny you said that now that I'm, I'm doing a little bit of like coaching it is it's it's a completely different um just transition because you really see when kids want to want to learn and are engaged how much more fun that is versus someone who's just kind of doing their own thing I well, guess you know, when you do lessons and you know are they there because they want to get better or because mom and dad have the lessons for them and and they're there just because that's what they're supposed to do. Or they, man, I got a passion for baseball. I want to get better. How, how do I hit? Or how can I get the barrel on the ball better? That type, How can I drive the baseball? Um, and th- those are guys that are fun to coach. Have you implemented anything different um, over the course of, of your past probably five years, I would say, in terms of like hitting? I know a lot of different hittings now. I know you've, you know, remember when I first got to Xavier, um, you wanted, you know, line drives and then, you know, line drives in the gaps. Yeah. Um, what's your hitting philosophy going to be here at UC? Yeah, no, we've, we've changed a lot. I mean, probably what was your last year was 2015. 15. Yep. So those last three years have really, have really changed. Uh, you know, baseball's changed a little bit on some of the, you know, the, the metrics and all those things. And we're trying to, to keep up to speed with that. So yeah, you know, we're not looking to hit, hit fly balls. We're looking to get the ball in the air and drive it. You know, that, that's, you know, you look at the, the number, um, you know, that, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're still, to me, line drives are great, uh, you know, but we want to try to get on plane and on, t- on, on time with the ball as much as possible. We want to drive the ball, you know. Uh, and that's really the last couple years at Xavier, um, you know, we've, we've had success, and, and that's what we've, we've brought over, you know, with Kyle Sprague over here to UC. Our guys love it. You know, uh, again, our guys have really bought in uh, to what we're doing. And so that's, that's really what, you know, and, we still bunt a little bit, you know, more the drags. Uh, we try not to give outs away with, with sacrificing, but, you know, there's always a time and a place late in the game that we have to, so we have to be able to, to understand what we're doing there. Um, but offensively, we, we want to put as much pressure on the defense as we can, um, you know, whether it's hitting, you know, uh, stealing bases, you know, drag bunting, that type of stuff. So we just want to, you know, from an offensive standpoint, we're a little bit more aggressive than even when, when you know, I coached you. Okay. I want to get a little bit into your background as a coach now because I've had some uh, people reach out and are who are want to be coaches, and as you well know, it takes a long time to sure. to be a head coach at a, a big program. Um, you started out when you were playing in college. Did you know you wanted to be a college coach someday? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I had a. Um uh, Dr. Cook was my my academic advisor, and he was also the in charge of the accounting department. And I sat into it with him at uh, you know getting ready to schedule for classes, and 
he asked me what I want to do, and, and uh, you know, I, I was in business, and he said, why are you in business? I said, well, I wanted to make money, and he said, Scott, you have no business being in business, and <laughs> that was some of the best advice I ever had because we sat down and looked at my transcript, and then I ended up, you know, wanting to get into He's like, if money weren't the object, what would you do? And I said, I, I you know coach baseball and or be in baseball I wasn't really sure and we talked about front office stuff and you know uh, and I wasn't good enough to play at the next level so I you know I, I talked to my parents and we switched majors and got into coaching I talked to coach Ingles at that time at Ohio Wesleyan and you know I helped out with that um, and then when I got out of when I graduated I, I was lucky enough to get on Indiana University with with Bob Morgan I was a volunteer for two years um, at, in, in Bloomington. Uh, I was lucky enough to get bumped up after my, my second year. Uh, at that time, it was called restricted earnings, where you made $10,000. The second assistant made $10,000 a year. That so, when you were full-time? Yep, Full. yep. And so at that point in time in college baseball, you had like a your head coach, the head assistant. A lot of times you either had a restricted earnings coach who made $10,000, or you could have a GA. And so depending on how, how the universities did that. And then the, the GA, unfortunately, has really been phased out because they got rid of the uh, restricted earnings. And so they made it a second assistant. And, and I say that's unfortunate because, it, um, you know, that GA spot allows some young coaches or young players that maybe want to get into coaching and try it out and get a, get a master's degree while they're doing that. Uh, but a lot of schools have phased that out. And NCAA, it, it, it doesn't really make sense to have your second assistant. If you could have a guy that has a lot of experience instead of having a guy every two years being a GA, you know, fresh out of college. So that's why the GA is kind of – uh, phased out a little bit, but uh, I was there for another six years uh, with Coach Morgan. I, Tracy Smith was an assistant with me. Um, that might ring a bell because he's now at Arizona State. That's right. But, um, after '96, we won the, the Big Ten uh, tournament. Tracy got the job at Miami, so I stayed in Bloomington for another four years. Tracy was in Oxford. After the 2000 season, um, I ended up going to uh, Miami with, with Tracy. I was in Oxford for four years. A guy named Dan Simons was an assistant. So it was Tracy Smith, Dan Simons, and myself. We were in Oxford. Um, had a lot of success there. After the 2004 season, Dan actually got the job at Xavier. And, uh, you know, I had that, the decision whether to stay with Tracy in, in Miami, who's one of my best friends, or go with Dan. You know, I'd known Dan for a couple, you know, four years. I ended up going to Xavier. Uh, and, and Miami had a really good year that year. Uh, Coach Morgan retired. Uh, Tracy went from Miami to, to Indiana. Uh, Dan went from Xavier to uh, to Miami, and I was lucky enough to, to get the job at, at Xavier. So that, that's kind of how it uh, it all unfolded. It's not the you know that that you always see that sign of like how this you know Connect success, the dots, is yeah. to, success is supposed to be a straight line. It's all these squiggly. That was mine. You know, it, it, uh, my career took me a lot of different places. Um, you know, a lot of great schools, whether it was Indiana, Miami, Xavier, uh, you know, now to, to here to UC. So it's not a straight line. It's a, a lot of perseverance, I guess, a lot of, uh, you know, sticking to, to it. But uh, that's Because you're not making a lot of money when you're, a vol- I mean, obviously a volunteer. Yeah, right. Um, how do, do do those guys do stuff on the side to just try and sure, get by? Sure. You know, and, and it's interesting because when I when I was in uh, as a volunteer, you didn't have a lot of the lessons weren't big then, and you know now you can do a lot of lessons and and even the camps. You know, we're able to you know try to get uh, you know some of your volunteers money through camps and, and lessons, which they didn't really do much of uh, back way back when I started. But that that's more of the norm uh, norm now. So it is. It's uh, you know you got to tighten your belt a little bit as a as a volunteer. Is Tracy Tracy's older than you, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's a little bit older than me. Yeah. What What did you learn from him when you were coaching with him? You know, he is uh, one. He's very strategically. He's he's really good. But I I just think his demeanor. He had, he had a really good demeanor. Uh, he really connected well with his his players. I think he still does. Uh, he gets to know them. Uh, you know, he cares about them. You know, not just baseball wise. He he's in it for for the long haul. I think that's really probably the the biggest thing. Uh, you know, how he handled people, how he deals with people. Uh, but also, he, he's he's a lot calmer than I am. He's more uh, cerebral. Uh, you know, I'm more emotional, uh, and so I try to take a little bit uh, of that from from watching him and, and coaching with him. Is again that he doesn't let the emotion of, of the game dictate him. Sometimes I get caught up in the moment, and you know, maybe you, you miss a couple things, whether it's a pinch hit or do something because I'm I'm still you know in, involved in the game. But he's he's really good that with that. It's crazy that he's at Arizona State, one of the biggest powerhouses. Um, they've obviously been struggling for the last few years. What do you think that they have to do to try to get to the next level? Do you do you still like talk coaching strategies with him or anything like that? Yeah, I, I think I think they're going to have a really good year this year. And some of it, uh, you know, when you're transitioning, when you know uh, guys getting to know him, uh, getting his recruits in there, uh, that type of deal. I think that's that's uh, you know that's sometimes takes a little bit longer than people think and that's the same thing I told our guys this year I said you know they're my guys like you know sometimes coaches come in I always cringe like when I get my guys in here you know I told the guys in our locker room you're my guys you know uh, sometimes I don't know if I'm their guy you know, I'm, you know <laughs> yeah. and that's where that's where I think you know even with coach Smith is that they they've got to buy into what he's doing and, and sometimes you know when you're playing at that level or any level division one guys are you know it's easy to get selfish because you're trying to get yours you're trying to to play at the next level um and but it's a team game and and as i tell the guys as as the sea rises so do all the ships the team does better more scouts are going to see you there's going to be more accolades there's going to be more all conference but you have to you're here to win for the team and and so i think he's he does a great job i think they're you know his talent they, they're going to be very talented again this year i think they're going to have a good year but a lot of it has to do with guys buying in and i don't think you can put a timeline on it some coaches it, it, it's a little bit easier than others but um you know he's he's getting the right guys and he's still doing the right things and i also feel like you're a really patient coach um a lot of well that. well i mean I'm, I'm from a sense of i remember like my freshman year like i struggled i saw other players struggle and you see some programs where if you come in and you don't produce right away they kind of run you out yeah um you didn't really do that very much is that one of your kind of coaching philosophies like hey i give it time be patient because a lot of programs don't really do that yeah no i i think so and again that goes back to you know i want you to be a better person for being here and, and that you develop the person uh you know and, and again some of those life lessons you learn early on about handling adversity and, and, and that type of deal and even working hard you know um, you know guys don't really like hey guys come out of high school I work hard they come to freshman I'm working hard but they don't realize that guy's 21 22 years old you know doing laps around them and it takes a little bit of time you know and uh, there's not a you know right now in our society it's a you know microwave ovens you know push button hey it's got to be done right now and it, it doesn't happen always you know winning takes time so does development you know personal development player development takes a little bit of time because uh, you never know you never know what guy you know w when the light switch goes on and they take off what they what they can be Ben Thomas, he didn't play a lot, and yeah. then his sophomore year just exploded. That's bad coaching, right there. Well, I, should, well, I, don't I mean. should have played him a little bit more, Jonesy. I mean, we were talking before. 
we started, and you said that might be the greatest hitter you've ever – or is he the greatest college hitter, you'd say? He's one of the best college hitters I've, I've ever coached. That yeah. That's for sure. I mean, he just – he uh, – he understood the game at, at a different level in the box, you know. Even even for me, he could he could get that barrel on the ball and and he could drive the baseball and, you know, he could, he could do a lot of things. That it was special to watch him play. Do you think being patient helps when you're a hitter, or are you gonna be more aggressive for tell your guys to be more aggressive? We're aggressive. You aggressive. Know, I, I, I think we're aggressive now. There there has to be an element of, of of patience, you know, getting your pitch, and then when you do it, you've got to do something with it. Uh, but you know, you, you know, I, I don't give a lot of take signs. You know, uh, you know those. I want you get your pitch. Let's drive it. Um, uh, you know, and I want on the bases. I want to be aggressive. So now, you know, there, there's there's a fine line. You know, if we're, if we're getting first pitch outs all the time and we're not really hitting the ball hard, then maybe we'll talk a little bit about it. But no, we we want to be aggressive in the box. Talk about uh, recruiting and like the the PBR and perfect game. I've gotten some people who have been interested in in hearing you know a head coach's perspective on do you guys really uh, take that into account those rankings I mean should players be going to that all the time or what what should they be doing with that it's a tool you know all these things are tools you know whether it's the, the saber metrics to you know batting average to you know you know the the, the trackers all those things everything's a tool I think it, it is a good tool I, I do I put a lot of stock in the rankings no do I look at it sure you know you know I, we need to go out and see those guys um, you know I think that the PBR the perfect games I think they all they, they have their um, I think it's it's good I, I think it's good for the guys to get in the, the system do they have to go to every PBR event or every perfect game I don't I don't think so um, you know I, I was talking to uh, you know some coaches the other night and I hate you know what's the best way for you know our players to get seen be good, you know. You, I, this day and age, with with all the stuff that's going on, the internet, the videos, you know, you just you just work at, at your craft, and that that's one thing I would say that is a little different. Is like, hey, you know, what do we need to do to be a Division One player? If that's your goal, I don't know if that should be your goal or to play pro. I think it's to be the best player you can be, and if you're good enough, they'll they'll you'll you'll be elevated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I, I'm not saying it's not a good dream to have i just think if you're playing baseball just to be a division one player I, i'm not sure that's that's going to work you know what i'm saying yeah i want guys that i love baseball i love to play baseball what, what do you do i'm going to go play baseball and and that's when those, when you have those guys they're going to work at it and excel and be great teammates and then they're going to help you win not guys that are just i want to play pro ball i think because i you have to have a, a certain um passion a certain work ethic, and if that's your, if that's what it is, I don't think those. I think those guys get burned out. I think those guys drop out. I think those guys don't buy in. Um, so, but I think the uh, getting back to your question, I think all those things have uh, their proper proper place. I just don't think it's the end all be all. You know, with you know, same thing with the radar gun. Hey, I, I throw ninety. Well, that doesn't mean you can be a Division One pitcher. You know, you've got to be able to throw a break. You got to be able to throw strikes. You got to be able to hold runners. You got to be able to do a lot of other things besides just throw ninety. Yeah, I completely agree with Division One because you hear I hear that everywhere I go. And the other thing is, is scouts don't care, right? If you're Division One at SEC or Big East or whatever or D three, if you're good, they'll find you. Right. So I think that's a, a great approach to have to just be the best you can be and they're going to find you. Yeah. They're going to find And so you look, so I'm glad you brought up the recruiting. You look at video too now on yeah. the internet so yeah. kids can get that's another way that they can be found as yes. well. Yeah. Okay. Um one last thing then we'll let yeah. you get going. 
expectations for this year from a, a team standpoint, a performance standpoint? Uh, how is the team going to be this year from a performance standpoint? You know, I'm still trying to figure that out, Jonesy. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna play at a high level. Uh, we we've got uh, you know a veteran pitching staff. Uh, I like our arms. Uh, we've got uh, you know we've played really good defense uh, the last couple of years. If you look at our stats, uh, we got a lot of those guys back. Whether it's you know Manny at, at shortstop, we got Joey Thomas behind uh, behind the plate, and Trey Habercorn out in the outfield, and, and uh, you know Kyle Motice is going to be in there. Jace Mercer. We we've got some guys. You know Cole Murphy. We've got a lot of guys. Guys, Connor McVeigh, which was you know he's one of the better hitters uh, in, in our conference, and he's back. He's back for fifth year, so I'm excited to see. I, I don't know, uh, you know, and that's kind of what I was you know talking about at the beginning. I've been with these guys three months, and it's you, you find out a lot about them, but you find out a lot more about them, you know, during the season when you're on the road, getting hanging out with them, and, and that type of deal. Uh, but we have high expectations. Uh, I, I do think we'll we'll do some 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 good things this year. I, I couldn't. The, the other part, and again, I, I don't want to cop out of it. I don't know our league. I, I know our league's very good. You know, it's a fourth ranked league in the, in the in the nation last year. I just don't know all the, the styles of play they have. You know, they small ball hit and run, or they you know they banging around type of deal. So um, there's a lot of unknowns, uh, and that's that's the great part uh, about uh, this this change for me is the challenge and and. Just getting out of the comfort zone, as I as I talked about, um, just it, it's exciting. You know, it's sometimes it's a little overwhelming, but that's as a competitor, that's what you want. I mean, that you want to be challenged. You want to see, hey, how good can we be? How good can I be? What can I do to, to get better? Um, so it's going to be a it's, it's going to be an exciting spring. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see our guys when they come back. You know, it's a little bit different this year. You know, we left for for Thanksgiving. That's really the last time I saw the guys. Uh, so they have the month of December, um, you know, and we get back January 8th, do our fun run. We'll do a little fun run. Oh, nice. Make sure they, make sure, yeah, I don't want to, you know, make sure that they do stuff over break. But, you know, we've been in communication with them. Uh, some guys have stuck around. I, I've seen them around the complex here. Uh, but it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be new, and it's going to be challenging. Are, you, are the players required to shave? They are. Yep. We still have the clean shaving policy. Uh, I told them they sweep a weekend. We, we went out to shave. We did no shave November. That's why I've got uh, my beards. I know it's in December, Jonesy, but uh, we're, I'm still just letting it go a little bit. Uh, but no, they, you know, and that, that's part of it. It was funny because one of my first questions I got the job, you know, Manny R- R- Rodriguez, the first question he asked me was, is there a clean shaving policy? <laughs> and I, I said there was, and you could see his reaction. But, you know, the guy's been good about it. They, they really have. And, and uh, you know, does – does that win games? You know, I don't know, but it's a discipline, and it's something that says, hey, you know what, baseball, and, and you see baseball is important, and if that's what it takes, I'm, I'm on board, coach, and I'm going I'm to be clean shaven. So I haven't had any guys that have pushed the issue. Um, you know, They'll be running if they do. Yeah, well, we, we, we'll find a way to motivate them, that's for sure, Jonesy, but they've been good. They've been really good with it. How did – I never – I don't think I've ever actually asked you how or why did you – come up with the no shaving is that because i know the yankees are huge i mean that's a yankees thing it you know it, it it's it started back when i was with uh with coach morgan indiana he was clean shaven it's like an old school deal and i kind of liked it I, I don't know i've i've wavered back and forth on whether to to let the guys not shave and then i think you know i take some backlash from former players that uh so i've, I've just kind of st- kept with it and it's not just because we've always done it but 
Um, I don't know. I, we, I'd go back and forth on it because, again, like you look good with yours. If, if you know, I mean, that's a good looking beard. But my mom uh, doesn't like it. No, no. Uh, but you know, you know, some guys get the crazy stuff going, and yeah. I, I mean, that, that's a good. And you keep it, keep it trimmed, so it, uh, it's respectable. But I guess that's what you know. As a coach, you know, part of your job is to make sure that. The, the team, the players represent the university on and off the field in the right right manner. I'm not saying that if you have some funny facial hair, you don't represent the university, but you want to make sure that like, hey, that that guy's it looks like a good kid, you know. And that not that having facial hair doesn't, but that's where. I, that's well, it's kind. a big deal too. I mean, from uh, college kids, everyone wants the facial hair. So every day, you'll, I mean, I know yeah. I'm looking at my facial hair when, you, when you're shaving every day. There's, it's like having a uniform. You don't even have to. You don't think about it. You just. You yeah. just do it. Sure. So sure. I like it. Um, Coach, really appreciate you coming on today. Uh, I'll definitely be following this year. Um, and, again, glad to see you over here. You look good in the red and black. Well, I appreciate it. Man. Right. We need to get you back out. Jordan. I know. Thanks. I know. Thanks, Coach.